passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I think uh, Shuley is standing by. Hello, hello, Mr. Bubba, how are you, sir? Now, don't, uh, Shuley, don't forget we're on regular radio, so we can't talk freely like we used to. Understood, I will follow your lead, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I will follow your lead to stay clean and profanity-free. Well, you know that if we were together, like in Sirius, you'd always follow my lead. I was a higher up on the totem pole than you, buddy, please. Oh, play, I mean, I think the guy uh, <laughs> I'm just you know, with you, at the bathroom was on a higher I, level. I knew, I knew I was in trouble, Shuley, when I first signed on uh, with Sirius. And the, I, I forget who was in charge of the Howard 100 News before we all signed on in 06. Was it um, – who it was, was Liz Aiello. Yeah, Liz. And yeah. she didn't know – now, can I – do I get a see, Shuley, or am I just – or do I uh, – am I just hearing a voice? There you are, oh, Shuley. Hi, Bell. Look at you, buddy. Look at How that dog. Doing? Look at that dog in the background. Is he a German Shepherd? That's my German Shepherd that came with uh, the house in the south and the gun. They just they they bundle everything together as one package. And with uh, the butter I, with the butter churn and uh, the Confederate flag <clears throat> and the whole nine yards. <laughs> Buddy, I didn't know what a what a secret you guys had down here of how how beautiful things. Oh, listen, are and you don't even understand. Come to Florida; it's the next level of coolness. I mean, you're like in the appetizer uh, area. You come to Florida, man. No, and- Florida sucks. Don't come to Florida. I can't. <laughs> yes, wait. stay in Alabama. No, we're just saying. Alabama's cool too. But I knew. Hey, I knew Shuley when I signed on. So Liz didn't know. That like I was a host of like a show. She just thought I was some like you know like whack packer that got hired. So do you remember like for the first couple of weeks they had me and you going out to like a high pitch Eric's cat pissed infested apartment doing deals. Remember that? Yeah, they they weren't really sure uh, how or what to use uh, you for because they didn't know anything about you and and so they they assumed you were a correspondent or some sort of whack packer. Or just another, you know. So uh, I remember Howard calling me up one one. It was before I started. It was like in, I forget when it was. And he's like, Bubba Howard. I'm like, hey. And you know like what it's like to get a call from the guy. I mean, you kind of get like, oh, you, you know, you're a little bit freaked out. Oh, yeah. Because he your heart starts beating real fast. Yeah, it's yeah. Like and you start, re- you start rethinking about everything. You, you know, okay, what did I do wrong? He's like, is it true that uh, Liz had, I don't, and by the way, I do a horrible Howard impersonation. I wish I had Sal here for it. But he goes, is it is it true that you did a. Uh, they sent you out, and you had to take a subway and everything uh, with with Shuley to do uh, Eric uh, uh, high pitch Eric's cat pissed infested apartment. I go, yeah, me and Shuley did that. And he goes, I'm gonna have to have a word with Liz because I don't know that she knows that you do an afternoon drive on, on our channel. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great, man. All, I mean, listen, I knew you were a radio guy for sure, but I had never heard your show. I, I wasn't from that area or that market. I didn't know any of you guys. 
And I got to be honest, you know, everybody had their much like the South. Everybody had their preconceived notions before meeting you guys of what was going to happen. Well, like Artie said, we were the Westies. We're like the the rough around the edges that uh, the guys call in to to, to shake somebody up. Um, because you know, people in Manhattan are just are a little more high strung than we are down here. Yeah, you guys were like a Southern Peaky Blinders. You guys, uh, you didn't you didn't take any crap. You came in, you kicked the doors open, you right away started doing your thing. And I mean, as a fan of of originality and radio, you guys were a breath of fresh air, man. I got to tell you though, man, we were all part of something really, really special. That 06 to like, you know, 13 Howard. And, and Howard, listen, I, I see uh, people uh, give Howard a bunch of crap saying, you know, he's changed and what have you. And, and we and society has changed and Howard's changed with them. And Howard is in a different place in life and, and has the right to change. I mean, it's his show. If he wants to read Bible stories tomorrow, he can. But the circa of like when we first signed on to like maybe 12, 13, man, we were all part of something probably that will never be emulated in radio again, ever. It won't even come close, Bubba. And it was it was part just this uh, organic like fountain where where whatever you thought of that morning, there was a possibility to do it that afternoon or that evening. And and just these voices, original voices and, and guys like you, Jay Thomas, Scott Farrell. I mean, the, those. Oh, those don't forget people. about who's the, who is the guy at night that was insane. Uh, look at here. Um, oh, Riley. Riley. Uh, <laughs> Remember uh, Riley? Listen here, my friend. Yeah. Uh, your act is terrible. You understand, Julie? <laughs> he was, he was something else. I mean, every, it was just this amazing vessel of originality that nobody could touch. And then behind the scenes, it was Animal House. It was amazing. Yeah. Have you heard from, and I know you get, I'm going to automatically apologize if I ask questions at other people that don't like, you know, you're my friend and we were part of the same team. And and so, you know, I feel like I could ask a few of these questions, but I apologize if they're similar to what other people. And is that have you heard anything from from Artie? Is he doing OK? I mean, here's here's what I know. Realistically, I'm about nine cell phone numbers behind. Right. Uh, on Artie, I, I, I can't uh, get a hold of him through the phone. I've sent some messages uh, to places that I have access to with him. I've not heard back, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I think the fact that he's unplugged from all of this is might be the best thing that can happen for him right now. And I and I believe in my heart that he's progressing now uh, better than he ever has, which is why we haven't heard from him. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, that's my. Do- now I know that he was dabbling in stand up after he had gotten, you know, from rehab and gotten clean. Is he still? Does he still do any? Are, is he working at all? I have not seen him promote or appear, or any of my, you know, buddies say they saw him here or there. I think he's completely been pulled off the grid. I, I personally think that his family is involved. You know, his mom, his sister, and they're they're keeping him. Uh, they're keeping him clean, man, and that's why we're not hearing from him. Shuli, uh, the infamous Shuli, uh, will be at uh, Side Splitters, I think, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow night, yeah. They're they're giving me a Thursday night to show them what's up. So we're uh, we're close to selling this place out, and I know. And Florida's I'm wide in- open, so like it's not like you know you have to wear a mask or and you can't have a few cocktails. Like it's wide open. Like you can go crazy down here. I am ready. I'm ready for wide open, and that's the thing. When we moved out here, is 
everything was open out here. I mean, well, now, hold on, Shirley. I must correct you. When you say out here, people from Florida might think you're in L.A. You're in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in Rocket City, baby. Huntsville. Right. And how, right. how long have you been there, Shirley? And uh, I got to say, it was like moving to another world just because we came from this place where we were completely locked down in our apartments we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. Like when you were in New York, was it? Is it lockdown, lockdown, where you can't even really go outside? I mean, you can, but there was nothing going on outside. Our local bodega was really the only thing that was open, and and that was it. And everything else was shut down. Everybody else is locked down, and you know your kids don't have anyone to play with. You're, you you have zero interaction, and when you're a family of four in a two bedroom apartment for for six months you lose your mind what's a two-bedroom apartment in new york cost julie five grand four grand cheaper than the five-bedroom two-acre house i have (laughs) i know i know a lot of people will be like why did julie leave why did julie leave well the bottom line is i mean one i don't know that the show and by the way none of what i say is meant to be disrespectful for howard because i've stopped many a guest I had a guy that wrote a, I forget, well, maybe Blitz remembers the guy's name. <clears throat> I had him on a couple weeks ago, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got dirt on this guy, and I got dirt on this guy. Let me tell you about the Howard Stern stuff. Oh, it was Ian Halperin. Ian yeah, Halperin. And I stopped him immediately, and I go, you know what, Ian? I'm not, I don't care what you got on Howard. If Howard hadn't given me the opportunity he gave me, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I am going to stop you right there by saying, stop with the Howard Stern stuff because he's my friend. We keep in touch and I'll be forever thankful for the opportunity he gave you me. And surely I know that that's pretty much exactly how you feel as well. A hundred percent. It was really important for me that when I left, I, I, I left on good terms. I know a lot of people have tried that and, and have been unsuccessful um, for whatever reason, but, but just like you, I mean, Bubba, I have a family. I have two beautiful girls because of this guy giving me a one-week audition in in oh five oh six to be a consultant for his news team. Not even on air, right? So everything that happened after that, you know, I ran with it because this guy believed in me enough to give you me. You're like chance. a newsroom piss boy, and you turn into a big timer. I'm just telling you. It's 100 percent true. I, I joined I joined this group that had 19 people in it. And all I my job was to explain to them who's who and what's what. So they don't insult someone like Bubba when they send them to a, a, a dumb remote somewhere with you, and, by the way. <laughs> and uh, and then did you step in and say, hey, I'm a consultant on this whole deal. And you're really jobbing Bubba out, buddy. And I'm the consultant. Oh, I remember the first news brief they played for me. The the anchor was Whack Packer Artie Lang is in trouble. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys don't know anything. And and so by day two, I, I had shot my wad and, and I explained everything. And now I'm like, well, I got to stay somehow. I got to figure out a way to stay because this guy gave me an opportunity to come here. Now, what it, it, now I, I did see a video of, of Howard had you. Uh, and I think he had Jimmy Kimmel, and then he had Robin on, and then they then they chimed you in, and yeah. it looked like Robin was like a little mad at you because you went to Alabama because you didn't say the words, um, you know, for now or temporarily. And so, had you said that, had you said, okay, when the show returns back to the studios, I'm 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 there. If you had said that, would you maybe still be with the show? No, because it wasn't their call for me to leave. It was my call. They, they were not necessarily looking to get rid of me per se. They wanted to move some stuff around finance wise, which where I live now wouldn't be a problem. Uh, you know, the, the salary cut that, that I was being offered 
to be able to do my stuff outside. Right. Uh, this is all coming from management. Right. And, and you know. Uh, and, and trust me, I know how management. Uh, ask me about Scott Greenstein. Not so much. <laughs> so, yeah. So then at the last minute, of course, everything kind of changed. The rules changed. And, and I said, you know what? I would rather. Uh, hold leave. on. Hold on. Hold the phone. Shut up, Shuley. Is that your Howard 101 gold jacket behind you? <laughs> Framed? Hell yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. You want to see it? Yeah. Hold on. I'm the only one that recognizes that. This was his Howard 101. The news crew all the, got that. Yes. Him, <laughs> him and Steve Lankford and Lisa G. That's awesome. And all of that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Surely, am I the only person to recognize what that was? A couple people have seen it, but I got to be honest with you, man. Um, if this podcast thing doesn't work out, you'd spot that on eBay. I'll sign it to you. <laughs> yeah, that'll you'll be wearing it in Alabama trying to be somebody special. You know what I'm saying? I'll be doing remotes at a car dealership. Uh, remember me? <laughs> hey, it's uh, formerly from Howard. In fact, I still got my jacket. Uh, come out and see my jacket, ladies and gentlemen. It's the only remnants I got of Howard Stern, but man, they're nice. It looks like almost an NFL Hall of Fame deal here. I know, or a Century Twenty One Hall of Fame. Yeah, where, uh, well, I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to make you a little bigger than you really are, kid. Well, listen, man. I mean, originally, you know the story behind these jackets. I'm trying to make you a kick returner for the Bears, not a guy that's slinging it. You know, uh, you know, slums, slum houses. <laughs> not the dog that runs up and picks up the tea off the field. No, after the- no, not that guy. <laughs> hey, man, Brent Hatley says hi. Oh, I love Brent, man. Brent's killing it down here. He of really course. is killing it. Of course, he he was a guy that, you know, we shared an office towards the end there, and he was a guy that um, was was looking to get out, was looking to do his own thing, very much like myself, and uh, I give him all the credit in the world for doing it. I might have called him a liar a lot of guts. Yeah, you guys got got nose to nose a few times, but actually Brent's taken me aside a few times and go, listen, Shuley is one of the very few people that knew how to work. He knew that if we would, you know, cause some kind of stir, that it would get us right to the right to the studio and be able to us to get our propaganda in. <laughs> he said that, and then guess what? Every time we'd go in there, I would tweak him for real, and he would get upset with me for real. I know, and then, shoot style. He like he really be mad at you. He would, he would, because then we'd be sitting there in the office after. Well, after you guys would roll in there under the guise, "Hey, we're going to work this deal here, right?" But then Brent would believe it and get all hyped up, want to kick your ass in the office. Oh, my God. I would look over at him in the studio and the, the look of death he was shooting me like, hey, man, you crossed the line. And I'm like, there is no line. We're working. Let's yeah, go. We're, we're working, buddy. Come on. Come on, man. They didn't hold back on promos back in the day. They went after it. Yeah, they did. Shuley will be at uh, Side Splitters Comedy Club. That's tomorrow night, April 1st. Uh, and then Friday and Saturday, he's in Cocoa Beach at the Surfside. Uh, and then I think in a couple Sundays, all the way out to Phoenix. So it looks like, surely you're getting some pretty good gigs. It does. I mean, I, I got to be honest, man. The response to to going solo and breaking off has just been so amazing. Uh, I believed in myself. I believed it would work. I didn't know uh, how quickly it would take off and, and how much support I would get because you live in a vacuum in that world. And it's not Howard's fault, but you live in a vacuum in that world where people are constantly crapping on you. And telling you that you're nothing and that nobody cares and that nobody knows you. And you kind of start believing that after a while. All right, so, when- so now you're talking about Ronnie's opinion. How about everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking about Ronnie, but how about everybody else? Everybody, Fred was always cool. You know what? Fred 
is one of my most favorite guys there. Fred's a guy. He's a man's man, is he not? He is. He, you, you can talk to him. He's endlessly fascinating. And it's so ironic that a guy who barely says anything during a four or five hour show has so much to say uh, after the show. And it's and I mean, I've been caught talking to Fred for 30, 40 minutes after the show. He's, he's amazing and sweetheart of a guy. And, he, and you know what? At the end of the day, I think if the if 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 the Stern show had a battle royal, I think Fred would win. I think Fred might be the toughest guy deep down. Fred might be the toughest guy there. Toughest. Yes. Um, I think. The key with the battle royal there is bursts, right? Nobody's nobody's long time uh, fighter. In so there. you're talking about like 15 second bursts? Yes. So yet now with 15 second bursts, you have to factor in a guy like John Hine. He's yeah, yeah. But John's he's lost a little bit of his breath nowadays. I agree. Right. You got you know you got Benji who's got crazy. Oh, strength. Benji would be the first to take out. He's a hypochondriac. You just make one little scratch on him and he's crying like a little baby. Bubba, plus, all- hold on. Plus, Benji's going to be late to the original fight to begin with. Like, he's going to get DQ'd for not even being there on time. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he's doing like the champs used to do. They used to just wait a long time before they came out to the oh, ring. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, in a, but in a, in a stern show, Battle Royal, I'll tell you right now, Shuley, and I'm going to catch a ton of crap over this, who's actually pretty tough because I locked up with him when I was in my best shape. And that's Ralph. Ralph is pretty wiry, I'm telling you. Well, I mean, he's been wrestling guys for years. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and I didn't even set that way. That wasn't even a setup that we talked about. But that is a, that is absolutely. <laughs> Ralph has Barry strength. <laughs> I mean, he's used to handling man strength. You know, oh. he's uh... no. But I did lock up with him one time in Studio B, and he was pretty. He's pretty wiry. But again, he's got a good. He's got a good grasp on locking up with men's. He, he does. He does. Another guy you can't sleep on who uh, who who could really shock the world and beat up everybody is uh my man who's doing wrap up with gary and john rasan i don't know rasan how about oh. how about how about richard or uh, uh or a uh, sal i mean if they could win a fight by french kissing you then yeah <laughs> both of those are number one seeds docking championships <laughs> how about gary is he a paper tiger uh, get you know Gary will hire a trainer. He'll get ready for the fight, and then on the way to the ring, he'll he'll blow out two hammies like right. Vince McMahon. Right, and that'll be the end of it. I think one of Gary's most famous deals is his. Like, how can a his man pitch. throw his, a pitch that badly? <laughs> it's it's still, and a lot of people sleep on this, Bubba. That wasn't the worst pitch. The worst one was when he went on Kimmel afterwards, and and Kimmel. You know, tricked him into throwing on the show, and he hit some woman in the audience in the head. Yeah, that boy, one was even worse. Kimmel's killing it, is he not? Man, talk about a guy that's killing it. Yeah, he was. He was not happy about my move either. Really? Uh, Did he talk to you privately? Like, hey, Shuley, you're in Alabama, buddy. You know? Wh- no, all three of those millionaires <laughs> were giving me a hard time for yeah. moving. I heard Robin I- say, "Well, why didn't you move?" I heard Jimmy say, "Well, why didn't you move like forty miles away?" Well, because forty miles away, it's still ten thousand a month for a three bedroom, right? Yeah, and like I was done. You know how much? You know how much money we wasted renting a place like uh, the kind of the kind of house I, I could have had, and we have. We have a beautiful home here. I have zero. I, I have peace of mind. You cannot put a price tag on that. And they were just like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Well, if I had all those options, I would have done them. But I don't. I'm on a limited budget here. I, I'm grinding. I'm hustling. And my first priority is my family. And I knew when they shut us down, when they said, go home, 
You're not coming back to the office till we figure this out. I came home that day and I looked at my wife and I said, this is the last time I'm riding the New York City subway. Like, that was it. I live with my sister. Times are so bad. Really? Yeah. But you kept your studio open every I, single day. My studio's still open, but I live with my sister, so I don't know what the lesser of two evils are. But, you know, I'm just saying my studios are wide open. We're wide open down here. No masks, getting crazy. But, surely, I just got a one-week suspension on YouTube because I had a, a my, my co-host, which is also a doctor, gave, you know, his opinion on the COVID-19 deal and vaccinations and stuff like that, and it... You know, it goes against uh, what you're supposed to be saying. You're supposed to be scared of the boogeyman. And so now they censored me and locked up my channel for a week because I just offered a differing opinion. It's it's really scary times right now where, you know, freedom of speech is is under fire. You have this passport that's going out. That's scary. Uh, that's that scary. scary shit. That, oh. Got you. Dumped you. No big deal. Sorry. That's scary stuff. Uh, you know. I mean, it's, you can make all the jokes you want, but it's no different than slapping a yellow sticker on a Jew back in the 40s. Exactly. Putting you blood know, on your door back in biblical times. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is no. And I get it. Everybody wants to be safe, but you really break down the survival rate of this covid right now and where it's at. Um, it's, you know, I, I know a guy who's a hundred times of a mess more than me, more out of shape, smokes like a chimney. He just he just got over it. So I'm like, if this guy can get over it. Oh, Shilly, I mean, they're going to become knocking your door down here, man. You're going to lose your podcast if you keep spewing that kind of stuff, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Don't talk the truth. Don't talk the. Don't talk common sense or the truth, uh, Shilly. Even if you live in Alabama, they can censor you in Alabama too, buddy. Woo. To quote the nature boy, fire me. I'm already fired. I, uh, I spent some time in Huntsville, Alabama. Me and Blitz under some ad- adversarial conditions, yeah. and they have a gunpoint. They got a quarter. They got a quarter midget track down there that we used to go to. How far do you live from the quarter midget track? Do you know? I don't know. I know how far I live from the comedy club, uh, stand up live, which uh, is phenomenal, and I've been working there quite a bit. And um, and I know how far I live from the uh, Walmart to get material. <laughs> Uh, for the comedy club, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm that's all you really need to do is just go f- walk through Walmart a couple times, and you got like you know thirty, forty minutes of material all day. Oh, uh, you know what I tell people all the time I hear, which is true, is that um, you know one of the main reasons I love the South so much is that they still beat their children, and and I love that about them because it's raising a good crop of kids. It is. I, I mean, mean, like in the South, you can still kind of yoke up your kid a little bit and whack them on the ass. It's not really a big deal, but you do that in Manhattan. And you're going to prison. And that's what I tell him. I said, look, I got two girls. I'm never going to hit them. You know, I'm a chicken like that. But I like that they know we live in a place where they can get smacked. You know, stuff can go down and people will help me before they help you. Yeah, like, you know they, I mean? like they kid talk to each other and be like, hey, we live in Alabama now. Dad can whip our ass. That's right. You couldn't I'll whip take, her. I'll take them to Walmart and camp out with some lawn chairs and just make them watch until Eugene gets smacked from aisle four to aisle six. <laughs> And then we'll go home. Everybody understands each other. We're all in the same. It's like page. a battle royal, like WW. It's like a W. Like going to Walmart. It's like almost going to a battle royal. Of hum- battle royal of humanity is what it is. Are your kids back you in know, school? Countdown clock: three, two, one. Did your, kid, you know, did your kids go back to public school? Yeah, they're in school out here. They're loving school. They right? hated school in New York. They love it. They can't wait to get to school. 
Their their grades have never been better. They're right? thriving. Well, they're probably because of the smartest kids. And I mean, <laughs> no, you went from, they went from the they went from the New York educational system to the Alabama. They're probably three grades ahead. Kids, not, did, kids didn't inbred. realize that they needed this social interaction like they do now. I've got yeah. a thirteen year old and a nine year old. They've never been so happy to be in school. So I'm so happy for you and your family to have some freedom and have the choice to put your kids in school or not. They're better off, aren't they? Better mentally. A hundred percent. Listen, we were homeschooling before the pandemic. That's how bad the school was out where we were. And right. so, we, you know, when everybody started homeschooling, they were like, this is really hard. We're like, yeah, welcome to the party. OK, we've been here for months, you know, losing our minds trying to do this homeschooling because you're you're, te- you're trying to teach a kid at home. There, there's no way to keep them. Oh, focused. it sucks. It's uh, homeschooling. It sucks. Even for good kids that are smart to try to keep them engaged in a screen yeah. with Zoom. I've had to do a few meetings with my kids. I, I don't know about you. And I'm so distracted. I'm like a 10-year-old making jokes about the people on the screen. And I said, how do you do it? Well, my, son, do do it? my son's 18. And, and to keep him off the porn sites and onto the school deal is a little <laughs> bit tough. I mean, if I'm not checking on him nonstop, he's over on, uh, you know, hamster.com or something. <laughs> He's he's 18, buddy. 18. He's going to graduate crazy? in uh, in two months. And yeah, 18. He's a man. Unbelievable. Man, the 18 year olds nowadays aren't nearly as tough as we were. You know, I'm just saying. I mean, listen, you want to impress me as an 18 year old? Fold the map back up the right way. Then, <laughs> then you got my attention. Or you yeah. know what? Clean your room, brush your teeth, and yeah. take out the garbage and without having to be asked. That's yeah. that, that That's a man right there. Drive with your knee and and flip through a road atlas and find your way around town. That's a man. By the way, Shuli, I saw your website and I, it. I don't know who's doing it, but it's simple, but it's really efficient and good. I went to salamshuli dot com. Thank you. And uh, like so, your like Shuli. like isn't that isn't that what it is? Whoever's Shalom. doing your media, your social Shuli. media, you're the only guy I've ever looked up where the first page wasn't Wikipedia. The whole first page is just like how to get your tickets and who you are, and it's all your yeah, website. How'd you figure all that it's out? It's like that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Look at the first page. There's no Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Come on, Shelly. I never it's thought you insane, were smart. Man, I thought dude, you were you're crushing it. I just thought you were some, you know, uh, some newsboy piss boy. But you really got it together, buddy. Well, here, here's here's uh, here's the deal. Uh, you have to surround yourself with people who are as hungry as you are. Okay, you you don't need the best. You need hunger you need people who have that energy that when they get a week audition in new york they make 15 years out of it because they don't want to yep. go back to Vegas. i hope right? your dog just didn't poop right now looks like he may have just laid a steamer right now by the way last night i was so stoned during my podcast that uh i'm playing an interview that i did the night before and i see my dog's in the crate to my right but i see her in the background on the video and i lose my mind i'm like how did she get out? Is this magic? Meanwhile, I probably should lay off the weed. But um, now, is weed legal in Alabama? <laughs> it is in my address. Well, I, <laughs> I know, but you, here in Florida, you can get cards and and all kinds of stuff. Oh, I know. I, I already have some calls into some people uh, when I land. You know, um, I'd like to. I'd like to. Check out the uh, accoutrements, if you now, will. Now, listen privately. You need to let me know where you're staying. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I like to maybe come see you, bud, for for real. Anytime. And, and I'm also. Um, Should I bring up. Hatley? Should I bring Hatley? Yeah, bring him. You can fight. Bring him. We'll swing. What the hell? Oh, you're talking about you're swinging with. You gotta, then I got to bring Caitlin if we're talking about swinging. <laughs> <laughs> Upside down pineapple swinging. <laughs> 
and he quote and I quote Brett's about me years uh, a couple years ago. I'm a pariah in the swinging community. They are not fans of mine. Oh, they're not <laughs> really. Well, because I would always goof on Brent, but that's according to Brent. Believe uh, you. Can, by the way, Shuli has a cameo at forward slash uh, Shuli, and then of course his his main website. Shalom. Is that how you say it? I guess yes. I'm, yes. I'm not. I'm not a Shalom, Jew. Shalom is hello and goodbye in Hebrew. Now you know that I have a Jewish person on my show. Well. Yeah. Well, let's get them, guys. Hold Come on, on. <laughs> hold on. You, you, Anna, you were born in Israel, yeah. and and you're 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 Jewish. And so why do you why do you denounce your Jew? Your, well, because I because I, she's an atheist. Yeah, I'm an atheist, but I mean, I, Jewish culturally, like I like Seinfeld and bagels and things. But you know, as far be, as going to synagogue, ethnically, isn't it ethnically too? It's not just yeah, culturally. Didn't you have yeah. a bar? Didn't you have a bar mitzvah? I had a bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. That's what I meant. Or non-binary. Could have been a bar and said, you know, you can't, you and can't the, be born in Israel and say you're not a Jew. You're OJ, original Jew. <laughs> yeah. Anna, can we go that you're an OJ? You're an o- OJ. Yeah, you're OJ. You're an original Jew. That might get us more traction in the Jewish I community. Sure. You okay. may be Jewish, buddy, but I got an OJ kid, and you don't got one. Uh, and you're not even an OJ, are you? Uh, oh hell yeah! I was born in Israel. What are you kidding me? For speak, real. I- I speak Hebrew fluently, buddy. Yeah, yeah he's not a real awesome American either. My nope. whole family. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you a quick story. Right in Vegas years ago, when I was starting out, I was playing to nines of people a night, uh, <laughs> trying to learn how to do stand up. And this guy comes out. The audience comes out, and the first guy walking out sticks his hand out to shake my hand. And as I'm shaking his hand, he says, "I'm a Jew from New York." And I didn't appreciate the self-deprecating, self-hating Jewish material tonight. And I said to him, well, you know, sir, as a comic, we write what we know. That's why you didn't hear a lot of Kwanzaa jokes. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, he says, yeah, but being a Jew from New York. And I stopped him. I go, excuse me. I'm a Jew from Israel. Okay, I was born there. My father, my mother, they fought for the state of Israel. And. In my opinion, there's only one self-hating Jew here tonight, and that is you, my friend, because if you were a real Jew, a real Jew, you'd have got your money back. You would have. (laughs) By the way, it's a Jewish man telling a Jewish joke, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying. Damn, and Shuley, that's the last time my uncle comes to a show. Yeah, so. bada bing. And my uncle. <laughs> By the way, Shuli, tomorrow at Side Splitters, there's not a lot of tickets available. Go get them while you can. Shuli, what time did you, are you doing two shows or just one? I'm just doing one. What I time? Wanna, I want to sell the place out, drop the mic, walk out, hit Cocoa Beach, sell those two out, and 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 then be in and then be in and then be in Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix, and then and then I'm coming back uh, to Florida. It may, and I'd love to come uh, in person. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. I'd be pissed if you didn't. For sure. Yeah, no. You'll I, love I, his studio, you, man. What I, time, Shuli? Is what time is the show tomorrow night at Side Splitters? I think it's at eight o'clock. Eight thirty. She's she's barking because uh, she heard the word Jew. She's a real German Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> Does that, mean, does that mean attack? Does that mean attack? Too funny. Yeah, if she's from Alabama, it means attack, right? I ha- it's weird. The only commands she understands are German. Achtung! It's the only thing she knows is stop. Shuli, so. I- Lummy, would you go to the, or, or Anna, would you go to the show with me I'm tomorrow absolutely. night? I'm a huge After this I'm a, interview? I'm a huge yeah. Shuli fan yeah. from uh, certain days. Shuli, don't act like you don't know me, bitch, when I show up at the show tomorrow, buddy. I'm just telling you. How about you? You want to bring me up? You I would to- love to. I would be. I would be honored to bring you up. 
well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to let them know. We're not going to ask. I'm going to let them know that I have a uh, friend that's going to be introducing me. Yeah, Brent, Brent Hatley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm bringing Hatley, too. We're going to co-announce. I'm going to tell you that right now. Hatley hit me up the other day. He's like, uh, you know, I love Hatley, but th this is typical Brett. You'll get a kick out of this. My first time playing side splitters. Right. It's a great club. A lot of my friends played there. I've been I've been looking to play there for a while. And, um, you know, when you get into a new place, you're not looking to make any waves. Right. right? And uh, Brett hits me up the other day and he's like, uh, hey, man, we want to broadcast from your show. We want to do our, our Twitch show from your show. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? What do you need? And he's like, we need Wi-Fi. We need a place to set up our uh, thing. And we need the Brett Hatley, Brett Hatley rider. Yeah, now it's, now table, it's, engineer, it's, everything. It's, it's your appearance, but Hatley's already trying to make it his with his rider and his demands to do his Twitch show live. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, can I, can I just walk in the door first? Is yeah. that all right? Can I meet Can I meet the general manager and maybe spend a few minutes with him before I demand uh, that I have a, you know, a, a T1 Wi-Fi hookup, Willie? And he's, uh, you know, I'm just waiting for him to be like, and we get drink tickets, right? Right. But uh, And Caitlin no, wants to go out with a couple of the black guys here, too. So <laughs> Caitlin gets Caitlin gets the two hottest black bouncers, okay? That's what we're going with. But I love him, man, and, and I can't wait to do something with him again. Oh, and also, here's a little scoop for you. We're bringing back uh, a show that I know you like listening to back in the series days, Miserable Men. Yeah, yeah um, with Bob Levy. And we're, and we're bringing that show back. We've reunited the crew, and we're bringing Brent on as a producer of the show. So Phenomenal. That's going to be like a podcast on your deal? Yes, yes it's going to be a podcast. I got, I got about three different podcasts. This is the coolest thing about this right now in my life is that I think about something one night, and then the next day you can I, do it. Doing it, yeah. You don't have to ask Marcy if it's okay or not. <laughs> no, you don't, and that's a that's a damn good feeling, Bubba. Mm -hmm. Surely I gotta go, but listen, buddy, can I uh, can I get your can I get your number? Uh, you know, put put you or get a hold of you, or have Caveman or somebody get a hold of you, so I can have so I can get your number because I'm gonna come see you tomorrow night, buddy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll take care of you. Let me know how many people you're bringing. I'll take care of it. All hey, right? Shuli, I am so excited to see you. I am just so excited to give you a big hug and uh, maybe a French kiss because I don't have COVID. And <laughs> I'm just, I I'm so proud of you as well because you. I know that your cameo is kicking ass. I know that your podcast is doing well. I know you're on the road doing stand-up. This is what you really want to do. And, you know, the 15 years you did with Howard only gave you a bigger brand. And I'm as appreciative of what he did for me as he has done for you. And uh, I can't wait to see my fellow friend tomorrow, buddy. I love you, brother. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm sorry it was through Zoom. but Oh, I it's promise. all right. Be, Next, I'll, I'll, see, I'll see you live tomorrow. And then, then when you come back in May, we'll have you in the studio, kiddo. Done deal, my friend. I'd love to have you on my podcast sometime and, and, and tell some war stories. Love it. Hey, see you tomorrow, buddy, okay? Thanks, Shuli. Love you guys. Love Thank you, too. You so much. Bye, Shuli. Shalom. Bye-bye. Shalomi, homies. <laughs> OJ. God, I love that the guy. OJ. He's hilarious. I love that guy.